It is Saturday, June 18th, <laughs> and you know what that means. It is time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, still the undisputed champion, Jeremy Pearson. Um, yeah, we back, and uh, <laughs> what a week, man. I'm a... Uh, God, if you don't know, I am going to enlighten you and take you to a higher plane of existence. But first things first, as always, you can catch me on the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook, Tumblr, and YouTube. Don't forget to check out Charismatic Cards on YouTube. And as always, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram, the 215 on twitter previously we started our faction warfare series and today well we were supposed to do transitional champions taking a look at the importance of the wire they are needed in hell some of the best transitional champions but after the bombshell of this week actually a few bombshells we're going to take a look at the top stories so far this year. Uh, major, major stories. Not this, this won't be fun. All right. I'm going to try to make it fun, but this won't be fun. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it today. But for now, you know what's next. So just go on and hit my music. As you all know, we have had a plethora of releases over the last three years. And uh, one of the major, major ones was the release of Bray Wyatt. And now we've got a little bit more insight on why he actually was released. Essentially, they say that his character, whether it was Bray, whether it was The Fiend, killed other characters killed other people that once you started feuding with him you weren't coming out better on the end you weren't coming out on top even though Bray and the Fiend lost a lot of feuds he was always still over and there's other things that they were saying that the push was going to his head and he thought he was a modern day Taker but the difference between he and Taker is that Taker could get everybody over but Hey, that also t- doesn't take into account his health issues. Uh, he was getting paid for $4 million a year and was uncommunicative and uncooperative with there to be regarding his health issues. So that's 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 what we got on Bray. Uh, some good news. Extreme Rules will be coming back to the home, to the land, to the birthplace of Extreme that's right extreme rules is coming back to philadelphia and of course i'll be there of course of course of course i'll be there myself along with you others i am so so happy the last time they were in philadelphia was the 2019 uh pay-per-view which i didn't go to fun fun fact the last pay-per-view before the pandemic started was in philadelphia it was the elimination chamber event 
Um, I'm ecstatic. I'll be there. Tickets will be going on sale. They'll be in Philadelphia October 8th. Is that a Saturday or a Sunday? That is that is a Saturday. Ooh-wee! I can't wait for that. Oh, man, I'm so happy. I'm so ecstatic for that. Uh, there's some sad news, which we'll cover later with the main story. Jeff Hardy has been arrested for a DUI. This is his third DUI in the state of Florida. Um, and he has been suspended without pay by AEW. But we'll, we'll, we'll dive into to this uh, more as the uh, once we get further into the show. All right. Um. WWE may be considering a title change due to Roman Reigns' lighter schedule. So, yeah, they wanted him to win the championship just to get him on both Raw and SmackDown, but he's never on Raw. He's only going to be on Raw one time, and doesn't look good when you don't have a world champion on the show. So they might need to take the championship off of him, whether that's Seth Rollins, whether that's somebody that wants money in the bank, whether that's Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. Roman's lighter schedule with him being world champion does not help. And the reason that the Roman title defense happened on SmackDown instead of Money in the Bank is because they already have their money for Money in the Bank because of the deal with Peacock. So putting Roman on the show, only thing that will probably change is the gate. That's it. But Tessa Blanchard has been released by WoW. This doesn't come as a surprise to anyone at all Tessa is her own worst enemy oh well we'll keep it pushing fuck it um, Tanahashi and Moxley were supposed to happen multiple times but Tony Khan stopped it from happening mainly because he just wanted to have it here at why not you know what he wanted to save it for a special show but he could remember we were supposed to get Punk versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door, so we got the interim of Mox versus Tanahashi. NXT ratings drops this week. Uh, they did 612,000 with a .12 in the 18-49 to 49 demo. It is what it is. Uh, reportedly, but it's getting more and more likely that this is true, that this is confirmed, Sasha Banks has been released from the WWE. Bro, bro, this is, I, oh, man, once again, they, nobody is bigger than the company, according to them, but we will dive into this more as we, um, what, what, what our top story, Dynamite ratings fell tremendously, they lost almost 200,000 viewers, they brought in 761,000 viewers with the point twenty-eight in the uh, 18 to 49 demo that is down from last week's 939,000 viewership with the point thirty-four in the 18 to 49 demo. But Tony Khan is still bragging despite the ratings crash. He says that they were number one overall in their time slots for each hour, and the show was tied for number one overall on Wednesday. So it's hard to judge shows when you can, if you're going just by the ratings. Uh, another story that we will cover later in the uh, the show is the Vince McMahon 
hush money, investigation, scandal, whatever you want to call it. This is this is this is big because it also has led to him stepping down temporarily and Stephanie McMahon as a temporary CEO. So there's there's a lot to get in to dive into this, but we will um yeah we're gonna we're we're gonna get into it. Uh, AEW was in LA about a week or two ago, and apparently they dropped the ball because the LA Times, one of the top newspapers in the United States, tried to get in contact with them and nobody picked up the phone. This is the LA Times. You're fucking up. Stop fucking up. Randy Orton will be having back surgery that was confirmed on SmackDown, so it looks like he will be out for the rest of the year, and this Sunday is Slammiversary. It's going to be a good show. I'm definitely going to watch it. Our match card for Slammiversary on the pre-show, we've got two matches. we got the Impact Digital Media Championship, Brian Myers defending against Rich Swan. Also, the Reverse Battles Royal. Y'all remember that. Ugh. Uh, uh, on the main show, the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships as the influence will be defending against Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie. A Monsters Ball match between Sammy Callahan and Moose. A 10-man tag with Honor No More taking on the team of the Motor City Machine Guns, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and a 2-be-announced, 2-be-determined special star. My money's on Samoa Joe. Kinda hoping it's AJ Styles. Uh, the Impact World Tag Team Championships will be online. The Briscoes will be defended against the Good Brothers. We will have our first ever Queen of the Mountain match as this will be for the Knockouts World Championship. It will be Tasha Stills versus Jordan, the champion versus Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, Deanna Peraza, and Mia Yim. We'll have an Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. It will be Ace Austin, the champion, versus Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. And in the main event, the Impact World Championship will be on the line as Josh Alexander will be defending against Eric Young. We'll be right back. So, uh, where that just came from. Monday Night Raw. Uh, they were going up against the NBA, and they knew that. So the first two hours of the show were good, and then the last hour was not good. So we opened up with Miz TV with Paul Heyman, and essentially it was just a way to hype the championship match on Friday, which was good. Miz is good. Heyman is good. Riddle comes out, interrupts, um, says that he's going to beat... Roman, you know, some more stuff. We just not, nothing new. And Jimmy Uso has a match with Montez Ford. It looked like Uso was going to have Montez attack Riddle. She probably make the save. Yada 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 yada. Jimmy Uso defeats Montez Ford. It's a good match, and we keep it pushing. Seth Rollins had an interview explaining his attack on Cody, and AJ attacks Seth. They have a Money in the Bank qualifying match later in the evening. Becky destroys Dana before their match. Oscar made the save. Becky starts walking to the back when, uh, well, not even not even that. Becky had a promo talking about last time she was in Money Bank, she got screwed, and then she's walking to the back. Uh, Alexa Bliss comes out, and the last time actually they showed this that Becky was in a Money in the Bank ladder match, she was climbing for the briefcase, and it was Alexa who 
knocked her off the ladder and took the briefcase. Look at that. Continuity. Alexa and Liv had a qualifying match against Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, and Alexa and Liv won. This match was short because the women don't get time anymore, especially when it comes to these Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Ezekiel beat KO by countout because, well, KO lost his shit again. And then there's some crazy news. Elias will be on Raw next week. This should be interesting. MVP defeated Cedric Alexander. Seth Rollins beat AJ in a qualifying match for the money uh, for Money in the Bank. It's a very good match. Champa attacked Riddle before their match, and then Champa loses the Riddle. I wish Riddle took on anybody, but Champa Champa goes from being a superstar legend in NXT to just being a guy on Raw. As for the Judgment Day, it ain't it. Uh, nothing's changed. They still have bad promos. They're spooky, whatever. Rhea cut a promo on the screen against Bianca. Nothing of any consequence. And that's one of those, one of the last. This is all part of the last hour. Chad Gable beat uh, Mustafa Ali. Veer beat Ray. And the main event segment was a fucking pose down between Lashley and Austin Theory. A pose down. Uh, a pose down. And it just ended with Fury giving, well, squirting baby oil and Lashley's face and then giving him a drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> Raw, Raw was saved by the first two hours. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to trash it. So it gets a fist. Over on Dynamite, we move closer and closer to the Forbidden Door. Jericho wins the hair versus hair match against Ortiz with a little help from Fuego de Sol, who we find out was Sammy Guevara, who looks like he's back with Jericho. Ortiz cuts his own hair, blood and guts. That's all you need to know. Somebody's going to die in this match. Wardlow beat 20 men. Wardlow beat 20 men in an elimination match. Wardlow beat 20 men. Dan Lambert uh, from the Skybox order of Matt Hughes and Tyrone Willie, who were both in the crowd to attack Warlow. And Warlow's like, come on, dog, y'all better than that. So they just gave him, they fed him uh, Mark Sterling, who got powerbomb. Will Ospreay beat Dax Hartwood in a mm, whew, beautiful match. A brawl breaks out with the United Empire, FTR, Rapongi Vice, Orange Cassidy returns. And he faces off against Will Ospreay. So we're clearly getting this match at Forbidden Door. John Moxley and Tanahashi face off. They have a, some words. Tanahashi doesn't really say much. And then a huge brawl breaks out with the Jericho Appreciation Society, who says that Ty, Conti, and Sammy are now with the JAS. And then uh, Lance Archer and Gucci Cook. It was just a giant, giant fucking brawl, which still ends with. Mox of Tanahashi, who the segment started with standing tall. Miro defeated Ethan Page to move on to Forbidden Door for the Fatal 4 rematch in the All-Atlantic Championship. Tony Storm beat Britt Baker. Thank you. Thank God. I'm so happy. Thunder Rosa stops Jamie Hayter from cheating during that match, which is good. And we're going to get Rosa versus um, defending the championship against... Uh, Tony Storm at Forbidden Door. Hangman Page wanted Okada. Wanted Okada for the championship. Okada is no longer the champion. 
Adam Cole doesn't have in it because he says he, him, him and his boy Jay White are going to fight for the championship. Jay White shows up, attacks Hangman Page, and then says that he's not defending the championship versus Cole or Hangman Page. So we'll see what goes on there. And in the main event, the Young Bucks defeated the Jurassic Express in a ladder match to win the tag team championships, becoming the first two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions. Christian finally, finally, finally turns on Jungle Boy. So this match, this this show gets a thumbs up. Um, only reason it doesn't get two thumbs up is just because the build to mm, Forbidden Door has been a little bit weak. Over on our Impact Corner, we had the Go Home Show for Slammiversary. Uh, it, listen, if y'all got, if you aren't watching Impact, you're doing yourself a huge, huge, huge disservice. The main event segment was a uh, contract signing for the World Championship between Josh Alexander and Eric Young. And of course, like all contract signings, they ended in violence. So this one ended in violence. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans defeated Mia Yim and Jordan Grace. The Aces and Eights, Wes Bris- uh, Bischoff and Gerald Briscoe returned with a little help from D'Lo Brown as Honor No More still taking out any and all challengers. D'Lo Brown had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sky high. Um, Nick Otis was announced as the fourth member of Team Impact to take on Honor No More. There's still one member left. And Rosemary does not trust Taya Valkyrie. I mean, the last time these two were together, Taya tried to murder her husband. So, <laughs> but once again, if you guys aren't watching Impact, you're doing yourself a, a, a huge disservice. Over on SmackDown, the Tribal Chief returns. So, the show opens up with Mr. McMahon, comes down to the ring with the troll of all trolls, then, now, forever, together, and then leaves. That's it. Business as usual. Then there was a it was a riddle promo hyping up the match for later in the evening. Pretty much the same thing he said on uh, Raw with Attic Caveat that Randy Orton will be having back surgery. Mad Cat Moss wins the last laugh match. This was just a match. That was it. It was, it was just a match. Corbin confronts McAfee finally after McAfee's been trashing this man for so long. Maybe this will lead to a match with them too at maybe Money the Bank or even SummerSlam. Natalia cut a promo on Ronda. The New Day defeated Jinder Shanky. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are both just put into the money to bank even after they both lost last week. Okay. Uh, Sammy keeps convincing himself that everything's all good with the bloodline. We had another short women's qualifier as Raquel Gonzalez, I'm sorry, Raquel Rodriguez defeated Shayna Baszler. Lacey Evans was on commentary and this was more about Lacey Evans. So currently in the women's match we have Lacey Evans Raquel Rodriguez Liv Morgan Alexa Bliss uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody I think Oscar Max Dupree did not come out but once again Gunther will give Ricochet a rematch for the Intercontinental Championship next week Roman Reigns defends and retains the undisputed championship over Matt Riddle and Welp break glass in case of emergency 
because here comes the pain. Yes, that is right. Brock Lesnar is back, and he will be taking on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam in a last man standing match for the Undisputed Championship. This was not in the plans, but you figure with all these injuries. Let's just make a phone call to Brock. And Brock takes out the entire bloodline. <laughs> Things are going to get interesting. Over on Rampage, John Moxley defeated Dante Martin. Keith Lee and Swerve have some issues because of what happened at the Battle Royal. But they're confronted by uh, Hobbs and Starks and says, y'all, y'all still haven't beaten us. The Gun Club and Max Castle win a squash over Bear Country and Leon Ruffin. Jay Cargo retains the TBS championship over Willow Nightingale. Uh, they attack. Athena shows up, takes out, uh, takes out Kiera Hogan with the move isn't called the Eclipse anymore. I forget what the name is, but takes her out with our finisher. They attack her until Chris Statler Lander uh, comes out to make the save. And in main event, Darby Allen defeats Bobby Fish in a solid match. Sting returns and they pilmanize. Bobby Fish. That was Rampage. Our matches of the week from Dominion, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White from Raw, the Money Debate Qualifier, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins from Dynamite, Dax Harvard versus Will Ospreay in the latter match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. Over on SmackDown, the Undisputed Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Matt Riddle and our star of the week. I'm going to give it to Will Osprey. My man finally got a dub. And that's 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 the weekend review. I'll be right back with our top story, folks. All right. So this has been, to say the least, a very very interesting year. I don't I don't think that can be questioned. I don't think that can even be denied. This has been a very interesting year when it comes to professional wrestling. So I would like to take the time, take the opportunity to just we've covered a lot of these stories. But I, I it's, we can go back, you know what I mean, and and really just see where we are, how we've gotten here. So, first things first, we'll start with Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Jeff Hardy has been arrested again. For DUI. Not only was he arrested for a DUI, he was very, very intoxicated. It's not even like he was buzzed. And mind you, buzz driving is drunk driving. Don't drive drunk. Don't drive buzz. So, he walked out on on the on WWE, and he. He he essentially didn't want to go back to rehab or he felt like he was in, in the right place. All right. So Jeff was arrested, pulled over. He blew a 
2.94. A 2.94. The police stopped him and he appeared to be, in their words, in a stupor and confused. He displayed multiple signs of being impaired. He was... Florida, Florida's BAC is 0.08. He blew a 2.94. Let that sink in. So his license was suspended. He was suspended from AEW without pay. Jeff Hardy could face jail time. If a person is convicted of a third DUI within 10 years in Florida, a judge is required to impose several, several penalties, which include mandatory jail time, years of probation. Here's what can happen to Jeff Hardy. Minimum 30 days in jail, but up to five years in prison, up to five years of reporting probation, minimum 10 years driver license revoked. Up to five thousand dollars in fine, a ninety-day impoundment or immobilization of all vehicles owned by the driver, mandatory placement of an ignition interlock device upon all vehicles owned, fifty hours of community service, completion of a twenty-one hour DUI substance abuse course, completion of a psychosocial evaluation to determine if substance abuse treatment is required, completion of any recommended substance abuse treatments. That is a lot. And it is time to get Jeffrey Nero Hardy help. I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. The Hardy boys were probably supposed to win the tag team championships on Dynamite this past week. I'll guarantee it. But they had to call inaudible because Jeff Hardy was once again impaired driving drunk and this is his third time and we haven't seen it with Justin we've seen it with uh, Jay Uso as well so the question is what's next well we need to see Jeff go through the legal system and really 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 get um some help get some help he needs help MJF issues with Tony Khan MJF hasn't been on TV for what has it been two three weeks now and how did this start well MJF is one of if not the top draw in all of all elite wrestling he is a fantastic kill. He is great on the mic. Very, very, very much underrated in the ring. He wants more money. And he wants to be paid like the top draw that he is. Now, when, when I when I last spoke about this, I compared it to a situation in the NFL. Tara Owens was... Um, signed, he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Signed a contract. He kind of gave him a new contract, whatever. 
he outperformed that initial contract, helped the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, played on a broken, I think it was ankle. And rightfully so, he wanted a new contract. He wanted more money. He just went about it in the wrong way. That's essentially what's going on with MGF. Not about him going about it the wrong kind of the wrong way, but more so that he had a contract, signed a new contract, which paid him more, and now he wants more money, with the main caveat being, why are you paying these ex-WWE guys who do not draw more than me more money? They don't pop a bigger rating. They don't bring in a higher demo. It's me. And Tony's argument, Tony Khan's argument, is that he would pay MJF when they sign a new TV deal. MJF is like, well, I don't have to wait till we sign a new TV deal. You're paying all of these other people. Why are you not paying me? So he cuts the work shoot promo, gives us one of the best uh, videos today in wrestling. And now here we are. Jeff Hardy is, I'm sorry, MJF is away. Don't know when he's coming back. Um, don't know what the situation is, but right now all things are quiet. All things are quiet on the Western Front. Big E. Big E. Our lovable, lovable, big, mighty men slapping man meat. Big E cashed in his money in the bank briefcase contract. He was drafted the Raw, split up from the New Day once again. And he told Bobby Lashley that he was going to cash in his money, the bank contract, and become the champion. Lashley was the WWE champion. He was defending the championship versus Randy Orton. This was um, September 13th-ish. Lashley won the match. And Biggie said, yo, I'm cashing in. He cashes in and becomes WWE champion. After that, he had one of the weakest reigns coming out of a money to bank win. This was supposed to put Big E over the moon, make him a star at the top and to stay there. And he lost match after match after match he lost a trios match he lost he lost his first two matches after becoming champion he lost a trios match these were two matches on raw first it was uh it was new day versus the bloodline lost that match Lashley, and it was a great match. Lashley interfered, and somehow it wasn't a DQ because the ref watched Lashley murder everybody. Then later at night, it was Lashley, uh, Roman, and, and Big E. 
lost that match. <sighs> he successfully defended the championship against Drew McIntyre. Then lost the champion versus champion match at Roman Reigns uh, against Roman Reigns in Survivor Series. And he had a title defense against Austin Theory. Let that sink in. How did his reign end? Well, Roman Reigns, and we'll, we'll dive into this a little bit later as well. Actually, we'll probably dive into it right after this. Roman Reigns got COVID. Roman was supposed to defend the championship versus the Universal Championship versus Brock Lesnar. Roman has COVID, can't wrestle. They move Brock into the Fatal 4 match, making it a five-way match that was supposed to happen. Brock Lesnar wins, and Big E was immediately pushed back down the card, back into a tag team. In one of the weakest reigns. And then, and then, and then, in a match against Sheamus and Rich Holland, Rich Holland uh, is delivering an overhead belly-to-belly suplex, and Biggie lands right on the top of his head, break uh, fracturing his neck. He he fractures a C1 vertebrae and a C6 vertebrae, but there are no ligament damage. It is no spinal cord damage. So he's... Um, He's good. He's he's not good, but he's coming back from injury. He's healing. And Big E, it just never clicked, and it's not his fault. Because once again, I say this all the time, you are only as good as you are booked. And he was booked to be weak. He was booked to be weak and then placed right back down the card. Roman Reigns has been a dominant champion. I will give them that. I will give him that. I will give the WWE that for finally figuring out what to do with Roman Reigns. That's all well and good. But here but hear this. Hear me now. Him being champion isn't really helping. Roman got COVID. And this was when Brock Lester came back and was Brock was actually over. Brock was amazing. Face Brock, that's still a badass, is great. Roman gets COVID. So what did he do? Well, you got to have Brock wrestle. They just placed Brock in the Fatal 4-Way at the Royal Rumble, making it a Fatal 5-Way. Brock Lesnar wins. I'm almost sure, I'm, I'm positive it was the, it was, it was, it was, uh, the Royal Rumble. Let me make sure. I don't think it was day one. It was yeah, it was day one. It was day one. Brock is placed into the fatal uh, four-way, making it a fatal five-way, and wins the championship. Not only did that end Big E's reign, but it led to us getting the the Universal and WWE Championship unification matches. Brock didn't need the win. Hell, Brock doesn't need the win now when he takes on Roman at SummerSlam. But in case of emergency, break glass. Hmm. 
So the question is, where do we really, really go go from here? Roman's a dominant champion, but can you see him losing? And the only people they've actually ever built up this year that can that you could even possibly think of beating him are Riddle, Randy, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Lashley stuck on Raw with fucking Austin Theory. Drew had will we'll get a shot at Clash of, Clash of the Castle and Riddle just lost. Randy's injured. Who's left? Cody Rhodes, big story. L- him and Brandy leaving AEW, leaving the company that he helped start, build, and create. That was major. That was big, 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 big news. So the question was, what's next for Cody? Obviously, he was going back to the WWE. To do one thing and do one thing only. And that was to win a world championship. We spent weeks upon weeks asking ourselves, well, Seth doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. Obviously, he was facing Cody. Cody returns. Great. And is immediately pushed as the top face in the company. And it was a nice change of pace from what Cody was doing in AEW. Cody goes for a three-peat and defeats Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Defeats him at Backlash. Defeats him at Hell in a Cell. All things are great. But not so fast. See, right before the Hell in a Cell match... Cody and Seth Rollins got into a brawl on Raw. Cody tore his, partially tore his peck off the bone. Then while working out, tore completely off the bone. So now Cody's injured. The top face, the guy that you built, you built up to possibly, and I honestly believe this, to defeat Roman Reigns is injured. Goes through with the Hell in a Cell match. Wins. And now he's out. And this was the perfect opportunity to turn Seth Rollins' face. But what do they do? They dive even deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper into the Seth Rollins rabbit hole. And this is an ongoing issue with the WDB in that they can't find a way to Book top faces multiple at the same time with the exception of Cody there was as you can say AJ Riddle Randy Drew McIntyre Randy's out Riddle just lost Lashley stuck on Raw only guy that's left is Drew Edge is probably a face when he comes back but does that really mean anything? Because for months, he was a bad guy and he was shitting on the fans. And now it's all of a sudden, well, I got beat up by Hill. So I guess I have to be a good guy now. That It doesn't know. It doesn't work like that, sir. Tell the WWE that it doesn't work like that. 
something that's not talked about stone cold steve austin's final match nobody talks about this it happened and then we just forgot that stone cold steve austin had his first match since wrestlemania 19 kevin owens built the entire feud on his own stone cold came back y'all and nobody talks about it and the crazy thing is it was fun and it was good and it was it was excellent it was everything that we dreamed for hope for wonder for with the return of the texas rattlesnake but nobody talks about it because there's just been so much going on that stone cold had his final match and it just flew by the wayside Shout out to Kevin Owens who did a phenomenal job of carrying this. Making sure Stone Cold, I'm not going to say, you know, was safe. Because Stone Cold is a professional, former professional wrestler. You know, he knows what he's doing. He was the top star of the entire wrestling for a strong period. But Stone Cold came back and we just don't even talk about it, man. That's It's, it's like how Game of Thrones, when it was over, it just disappeared from the nerd lexicon just gone i remember sitting home right watching uh, i think i was watching smackdown they were announcing uh the part some of the participants in the women's royal rumble and they're rattling off names and something caught my eye i was like this is not right this this is what hold on wait what i re- re- rewinded mickey james will be in the Royal Rumble. What? At the time of that announcement, Mickey James was the Impact Knockouts champion, putting on just great shows and great matches. And when they said it on TV, they even mentioned that she was the Impact Women's Champion. They said Women's Champion. I don't think they said Knockout Champion. So, did the WWE open up their own Forbidden Door? Because remember, Mickey was part of those those large releases and she had her things sent to her in a trash bag. In a trash bag, everybody. So Mickey was in the Royal Rumble. And that was probably the most intrigue I had for the, for the Women's Royal Rumble in a very, very long time. I mean, I knew Ronda was going to be in. I knew Ronda was going to win. But Mickey James, one of my favorites, was in the Royal Rumble. And she looked good because it's Mickey James. But does she not look good in the ring and out of the ring? She got her revenge on Michelle McCool eliminating her because the Mickey James storyline we all know was fucking horrible. But now the question is, can the dare to be do this again? And anniversary is tomorrow folks or today if you're whenever you listen to this team impact needs a fifth member i mean my money's on samoa joe but robert rude aj styles i don't know but mickey james being the Royal rumble a, 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 a individual from another company a rival company being the Royal rumble was a big deal 
And of course, probably our two two biggest stories. We'll start with uh, Sasha Naomi walking out. Now, we had a recent update, but Sasha Naomi came in, came in earlier today, right? We're told that they would be in a six-pack challenge and that Naomi will win and that she would take on Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. And Sasha will later face Ronda Rousey at, I guess, Money in the Bank. And they asked, well, what, what? What about our, our our tag team championships? What's going on with our reign? Oh, nothing's going to happen with them. They'll just be ornaments, decorative. Sasha was quite upset with this. Probably Naomi too. And they talked and it was not going to be changed. So Sasha and Naomi walked out. They left. They just walked out of the building. The WWE then had the nerve to go and say that they were unprofessional. That we wanted to give you this six-pack challenge. And we uh, feel bad for not giving you what was advertised. Mind you, WWE always does that. So, Sasha and Naomi are gone. And we haven't heard from them since. There's been, been, this has been like a, a buzz here and there on social media. Um, and they tried to play it that the locker room should be upset with Sasha Naomi. Because why would you walk out? You two are getting championship matches. But we're the tag team champions. We're going to lose in our, our reign. And that's those wrestlers are going to be devalued. They should be getting applauded for standing up for themselves and telling creative, telling Vince, this is fucking stupid. And then not only that, you put us together because that's apparently what the women's tag team division is. It's just two random people put together. And there are no teams. Then they have the nerves to announce a tag team tournament. With what teams? And there's been nothing about the tag team championships. Because they're they're vacating. Not only that. Come to find out this week. That it happened a couple weeks ago. Sasha Banks has been released from the WWE. Not only has Sasha Banks been released. They think she's replaceable. They think her as a character can be replaced and that she's just playing a role and that they can put anybody in there. I said on the Friday Night Air show last night that that look at the woman that they're bringing in, look at the difference in skill between the 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 current crop of NXT woman and the main roster woman. Not all the NXT women. Let's, we're excluding. We're excluding um, Casey, Alba Fire, Caden, um, Io Shirai. Who am I missing? Roxanne Perez. We're including the obvious ones with actual talent, skill, and wrestling ability. You know what I mean? But the woman they're bringing in now. Oh, you're just going to learn the WWE system. 
So they think they can just take one of these girls and just put them into the Sasha Banks role. Okay, we'll see. But right now, even though they haven't confirmed it, but it's pretty much been confirmed, Sasha Banks is no longer in the WWE. Let that sink in. That is absolutely absurd. And lastly, in a bombshell, this McMahon is being investigated. So, Vince McMahon had a consensual relationship with a paralegal. That's not why he's being investigated. He paid her $3 million, made her sign an NDA. That's not why he's being investigated. Morally, you may not like it. He's being investigated because after they started sleeping together, her salary went from 100000 to 200000 Quid pro quo, which you can't do. That's why it's being investigated. And the more details come out that, oh, she was used as a plaything given to scum of the earth, John Laurinaitis. And a lot of the women don't like him, don't want to interact with them. And he'll be the scapegoat because he'll be the one that's going to get fired comes out of the new york times so who leaks this story it had to be someone on the board not only that scumbag brad meltzer not sorry not brad meltzer not the comic right i'm sorry brad shepherd docks the paralegal and we all know brad shepherd's trash but wait there's more not only that wake up friday Vince McMahon is temporarily stepping down as part of the investigation and they're cooperating. So Vince steps down. Stephanie McMahon, who stepped away from the company, who they tried to bash on her way out to make her not look good, is now the CEO, the acting CEO and chairwoman of the board. She's in charge. But is she in charge or is it just a, a, a ploy, a face play? Because if she was really in charge, we all know she doesn't like Kevin Dunn. Nobody likes Kevin Dunn. She will fire Kevin Dunn. She would change NXT 2.0. So now Stephanie's in charge and they picked her because it just shows that Vince has no, no objective of leaving. That he's not leaving. That he's staying right here. And he can't be voted out. He can't be fired. So. It's an interesting Friday night. Vince McMahon has stepped down. And Stephanie McMahon is the acting CEO. There's an investigation. Nick Khan has nothing to do with this. And we've seen him gain more and more and more and more power. Does this put a, 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 a ratchet into his plans? Who knows? <laughs> but tell me what you guys think. Is there anything else that I missed that I should have gone over? It's wild, y'all. It is. It is wild 
as always thank you for listening thank you for watching if you're checking us out on youtube i appreciate it next week next time we'll be having our forbidden door preview making our predictions you know how we do and then stay tuned for the money the bank roundtable discussion i have with a few folks we're just gonna be shooting the shit about money the bank it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun as always the socials the 215 on twitter charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram and charismatic creations on facebook tumblr and youtube don't forget to check out charismatic gaming and well charismatic card soon to be charismatic gaming on youtube and as always xylee wendy chill my baby Gigi dolan get better oh god y'all i would kill for Gigi dolan i'd kill for her y'all don't even know how much i love this fucking woman dog i oh my god anyway zaya wendy and gg holla at your boy peace